Today I want to talk about the joy and security of going all in. We're going to look at some verses in Luke's Gospel, Luke chapter 18. It says this, A certain ruler asked Jesus, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honour your father and mother. All these I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad, because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard this asked, who then can be saved? Jesus replied, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said to him, we have left all we had to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to them, no one who has left home or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come eternal life. I suppose all of us are looking for both security and joy, for stability and adventure for certainty and excitement. And it's hard to have both of these things. I'm aware for my wife Tara that it, in choosing me, she was letting go of stability and predictability in favor of excitement and, and recklessness. <laughs> and I think actually at this time more than ever, we are looking for these two things of security and joy. It's a time where we've lost so much stability. Things seem to be falling apart around us. And it just feels like life is so much more fragile, uncertain, unstable. But we've also lost so much of the things that bring us joy. We are locked in. We are mourning. We are anxious. It's no longer thinking about adventure. We're more just thinking about survival. And the promise of Jesus, the invitation of Jesus is to a life of both security and joy. This story here in Luke's Gospel, we see a man who has everything. We know from the um, other Gospels, which tell the same story, that he was rich, but also powerful, and he was also young. So he, ha he had everything, and yet he had the sense that something was missing. And so he approaches Jesus and says, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? In other words, I'm not getting enough out of this life as it is. There's something missing. What can I do to have life in its fullness? He's looking for something more. And Jesus looks at him. And I love the way that the conversation plays out. He says, well, what are the commandments? And Jesus lists five of the Ten Commandments. 
And it seems to be that Jesus has chosen these five because he knows these are the ones that this man has been able to obey and to keep since he was a young man. And then he says, the man says, I've kept all these. And Jesus says, one thing you lack. Now, this is strange because there are 10 commandments. Jesus listed five and there are still five to go. But Jesus looks at him and sees the one thing that his that is holding him back in his life, the one thing he needs to do at this moment. And for him, it's his wealth. This is the thing that is an obstacle in to receive eternal life, the life that Jesus is offering. What is the one thing for you? What's the thing that's holding you back? What is the obstacle in your relationship with God? Is it control? Is it the need for other people to like you and approve you? Is it a relationship? Is it a habit? What is the thing that is stopping you from attaching yourself fully to Jesus? Because this is what Jesus wants, him to give up his wealth and to attach himself, to follow him, to attach himself to Jesus. Because this is what the Christian life is all about. It's not so much about avoiding sin or the, the wrong things, although it involves that. It's about connecting ourselves to Jesus, to attach ourselves to him. And this invitation to attach ourselves to Jesus is an invitation to a life of security and joy. I mean, first of all, security. So this man who had so much seems to have had a sense that it wasn't enough. And maybe that he was looking for something more permanent. He wanted eternal life. I mean, after all, money, wealth, these things can be fragile. These things can be lost in a moment. A youth will eventually go. But Jesus is saying to let go of these things which are not permanent and attach himself instead to the one who is truly permanent. Jesus is the source of eternal life. And so Jesus is saying to him, let go of what is fragile and take hold of what is stable. Let go of what is impermanent and take hold of what is permanent. Let go of what is temporary and take hold of what is eternal. For Jesus is the rock of our salvation. A few years ago, a friend of mine was climbing in the Alps with, with his friend. And he'd got to a particularly difficult part of the mountain. And they were attached to each other by a rope. But they each thought the other one was attached to the mountain, but neither of them was. And so one of them, one of them fell and took the other one with them. And they fell a long way, and thankfully, miraculously, they, they were fine. Shaken, but, but fine. And the problem was, they thought they were okay because they were attached to each other, but neither of them was attached to the mountain. And human relationships in this world are some of the, the best things this world has to offer. But they are nothing compared with attaching ourselves to Jesus, to the true rock, the true source of our stability, the one who was and who is and who is to come, the source of eternal life. So Jesus is offering him security, stability, eternal life, something permanent and rock solid. But he's also offering him a life of joy. It says that this man was sad because of his great wealth. And Jesus was 
asking him to give everything that he had away, which is really to experience greater joy because there is joy in giving. Holding on to things does not make us happier than giving things away. I mean, birthday parties where people give presents. Uh, do you remember birthday parties? Anyway, when birthday parties where people give presents to the person whose birthday it is, they're not sad events because people are giving things away. Weddings in which two people give themselves entirely to each other are not sad occasions, but occasions full of joy. When I think of some of the places that I've, I've visited and stayed at where there's been most amount of joy, that deep joy, one was a Benedictine monastery in the south of France where these monks had given up everything, given up possessions, they'd given up f freedom as the world sees it, they'd given up the chance for sex, family life, marriage, and yet there was a sense of true joy. Or I think of Jackie Pullinger's organisation in Hong Kong, where Tara and I and our children, we stayed um, about a year ago. And again, the helpers there had given up everything, no income, and no, often very few possessions, and the people who'd experienced freedom there, giving their lives completely to Jesus, giving up everything else, and total and deep joy. This is what Jesus is offering us, because Jesus is the source of our deepest joy, because he loves us completely, and joy comes ultimately from being loved. And the love of Jesus is a love that is perfect, and a love which is eternal. And that is the source of our joy. Have you noticed what Jesus was asking this man to give up? He was asking him to give up his wealth. And it says here that he was very sad because he was wealthy. In other words, Jesus was asking him to give up the source of his deep sadness and to take hold instead of the source of the greatest joy. When we have Jesus, it doesn't mean that our lives become absent of any pain or trouble or even sadness. But what happens is that Jesus plants within us a deeper joy, a more long-lasting joy. This is what Jesus is inviting all of us into, a life of security and joy, certainty and adventure. It is certain joy and joyful certainty. And it's based and established on Jesus himself. The tragedy of this story is this man cannot accept it. And it comes because he has an inadequate view of Jesus. He says to him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? In his mind, Jesus is simply a teacher. And actually, I've had some, some very good teachers in my life, and I'm, I'm not really tempted to give up everything to follow them. And if Jesus is just a teacher, then it makes sense that he wouldn't give up everything for him. But if Jesus is more than that, then it begins to make sense. If Jesus is our saviour, if Jesus is everything for us, then we want to give everything to him. If he has given up, as he has done, everything for us, then we begin to want to give up everything for him. But the man is focused not on what, on who he will gain, but on what he might lose. He's got his eyes fixed on, on the thing he has to give up rather than the one he was being asked to follow. And so Jesus, right at the beginning, shows him that he's been asking the wrong question. He's looking for eternal life, how to get more out of life. 
But Jesus points him to the fact that he should have been asking why he thinks Jesus is good in the first place. Who is this person that asks everyone to give up everything and to follow him? And that people are doing this. This is the crucial question. This is the most important question any of us can ever ask. Who is this Jesus? And when we begin to discover who he is, it enables us to begin to do these things. And yet, it is still impossible. And that's what Jesus says. It's, what is impossible for human beings is possible for God. I'll tell you who this young man reminds me of. Um, it's Kylo Ren in uh, the latest Star Wars films. And I'm sure you've had the, the same thought. I mean, after all, uh, Kylo Ren, young, powerful, probably wealthy. And uh, this man also, young, powerful, wealthy. And torn between two things, Jesus and his wealth. Kylo Ren, torn like all of us between the dark side and the light side. And what does Kylo Ren say in The Rise of Skywalker? I know what I have to do but I don't know whether I have the strength to do it. And Han Solo looks at him and says, you do. But Jesus looks at this man and at us and says, you don't, but I do, and I will help you. I have already done the impossible. I have died and been raised to new life and made the impossible possible. There's one other part of Luke's gospel where this phrase about what is impossible for human beings is possible for God. One other place in the whole of Luke's gospel, and that's the story of the angel Gabriel appearing to Mary, who will become the mother of Jesus. And Mary, too, is being asked to do something impossible, something, instead of giving up her wealth, she was being asked to give up her relationship, her reputation, and possibly her life. And for her, too, it would seem and feel impossible. But instead of walking away like this rich young man, she instead stays and just simply asks, how? And then the Holy Spirit comes upon her and enables the impossible to be possible. And so what the rich, powerful young man could not do, the poor, powerless young girl was able to do because of what the Holy Spirit did within her. And the Holy Spirit can do the same for us. He can fill us and make the impossible requests that Jesus asked of all of us to give up everything for him. He can make that possible for us today. Shall we pray? Let's just... Ask the Holy Spirit to do exactly that. I'm going to ask God to, to fill our hearts and our minds. So why don't you put out your hands if you'd like to. You may be sitting down, you may want to, uh, to stand where you are. Again, it's a, a thing of posture just to say, God, I want your, want your Holy Spirit. So let's pray. We pray, come, Holy Spirit. And pray that the Holy Spirit reveals whether there's one thing in your life, my life, that we need to give up. Actually, there's something in my mind that I know is for me that I need to give up.
So actually what I might encourage you to do is uh, to get a piece of paper and a pen and just to write down if there's something that's getting in the way of your, rela your relationship with Jesus. Something that's standing in the way. It might be something quite concrete. It might be something a bit more um, of an idea or something. Just write it down and then uh, you could uh, throw it in the bin. You, if you had a sh shredder, you could shred it. Put it in a fire. Whatever it is, there's a sign of you're just giving this thing up. This could be one way to respond. And so, Lord, we, we give up whatever it is that is getting in the way of our relationship with you. We want to go all in. We choose to go all in. But we know that only you can do that. And so, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray that you would enable us to do the impossible and to give our lives completely and utterly to you. Amen.